Hot damn, 2020 has been an absolute hellscape of a year. Between wildfires, coronavirus, and hundreds of thousands of new podcasts that nobody asked for, we couldn't be more excited to be stepping in at 2021. Our friends over at Epic Brewing feel the exact same way. In fact, if you go to epicbrewing.com and place an order online, at checkout, you can enter the promo code COMMON2021. That's C-M-O-N 2021, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. They've got just about every style of beer that you can imagine, including their legendary Big Bad Baptist series, which always blows my mind no matter what variants they use. And if you're not feeling beer, they've got a bunch of hard seltzer flavors, even a hard coconut water for when you're really feeling crazy. So go to epicbrewing.com, check it out. And if you can't do that, they do have tap rooms in both Salt Lake City and Denver. Just make sure you check them out, get some beer online or in person. We love Epic Brewing. Thank you so much. Bye. I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderpool, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Hey, nice. We're recording right out the gate. Look at me. Yeah, we actually did Saying it. Saying hi. The buttons at the same time. Yeah, great yeah. work. You're not as high Sorry. as you, you're not as high as you thought you were. I am on a, a lot of CBD right now. Yeah, so. Steve hurt his shoulder uh, sleeping, sleeping yesterday. Yeah, I'm at that age. <laughs> did one of those yeah. moves. But yeah. he's uh, high on edibles and everything yeah. else. So, yep. Well, welcome to the Rotating Tab Podcast. I'm Corey David. I'm Steve Vanderplug. We're here today in sunny Nederland, Colorado. It's snowing. It's majestic. It is. It's actually like a very nice snow. The drive up here was beautiful. Um, but we're here at Knotted Root Brewing. Uh, very, very happy to have these guys on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, this tap room is sick. The beers are fantastic. Could everybody just uh, go around the table and introduce yourselves? Great start. Yeah, yeah. you guys are really... <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Chris. I am the founder and um, head brewer of Knotted Root Brewing Company. Um, yeah, I live in Netherland. I got a cool team here I'm going to pass it off to, so... Nice. We got a real Olympic torch pass. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it over. All right. All right yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is Jordan Lanter. Uh, I am one of the brewers here at Knotted Root Brewing, and uh, I'm Chris's right hand man um, most of the time. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Evan. Uh, I'm the new guy around here, uh, no. assistant brewer. And yeah, you're, you're the left hand man. Yeah, yeah. I, I came from it's a real ski pole so. operation. Just whichever yeah. side Chris wants to wants to rub next. Don't make me blush. It's too late. So, Evan, where were you coming from before? Uh, left hand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hence, hence, the, hence the pun. Yeah. yeah Got it. Fun. Remember how oh, this is yeah. a comedy podcast? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that went <laughs> way over my head. This is like when you tell a joke and 30 seconds later, somebody else like in the back just goes, ah <laughs> And they comedy, finally comedy. get it. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. So all, do all you guys live up in Netherlands? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the most yep. part. I live uh, um, just down the road uh, on South Beaver Creek. Okay. Yeah. What's so the population that's... here? Oh, uh, Eight, nine, two thousand, maybe. Two thousand. Yeah. All right, tight. Seems it's like, like it's like around ten for like the whole peak to peak region, <laughs> which is like Jamestown, 
Gold Hill. Ten people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, Chris is coming in with the heat today. <laughs> You're zesting lemons as we speak, yeah? Yes. Cool. What are we, what are we zesting for? Are we making, making a cocktail later or what? Um, so we have a sour beer series called The Goo. I've heard, yeah. There's lots of so goo on the board. We got three on right now. Um, kind of our flagship on that is Thick Strawberry Goo. And we... Um, kind of focus on blending um, acidity with intense fruit flavors as well as um, um, herbs, flowers, and sometimes zest, dry hops, a little bit more of a, a blend of like actually kind of a, you know, from the earth ingredients. Um, Man, this is a hippie town. <laughs> I love <yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm making a, making a thick something goo but you'll have to stay tuned soon to figure out what it is yeah and he's actually going to pop that out of the oven by the time we're done with the show <laughs> isn't that <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, definitely of all of our beers it's kind of like our most culinary like focused beer like definitely trying to like blend in layer in different flavors and go for uh yeah like he's doing zest in this and and layering in different uh, aromatics different herbs um, just trying to make a complex fruited sour beer yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is do most of the beers that you guys make have adjuncts, or is it usually just like the sour stuff? Uh, this is kind of the one where we go adjunct crazy. Yeah. Um, just uh, all sorts of kinds. Yeah. For for the most part, I'd say you know we're we're Reinhardt's kaboot for most everything, but uh, this this one we go we go nuts. Yeah, it's overrated. Did you hear that pronunciation though? Reinhardt's kaboot. I don't know what you're Reinhardt's about. He was practicing. Yeah, he's been getting ready. Days on that one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on television. I gotta make sure, <laughs> make sure I get all my words pronounced right. I mean, so where are you guys sourcing your fruit? Are you get, if you're buying that much of it, is it like the local farmers market? Or do you just raid King Supers once a week, like when a bus rolls up to Burger King, and people are like, oh fuck, it's these guys again. <laughs> well, for stuff like this, we just go to the co-op. Yeah, like this is all like accents. Like we'll just add a little bit. Just for layering and just like a little bit of zest, flavor, and aroma. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing six lemons for the whole thing, but lemon zest is actually pretty strong. Yeah. So it'll just like kind of just be like a little sprinkle. Just um, a touch. But we do um, fruit purees for most of it, and we source from Oregon Fruit Company, um, Aseptic Fruit Puree, and then um, Source of Nature. Mm -hmm. Shout out their local company. Um, if you've ever heard of Wiley Roots, visit from the Fruit Lady series. Okay. They, um, that's the Fruit Lady. So we just started working with her. So depending on what we're, we're after is where we get it from. Sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, our, our, our beers typically have close to a thousand pounds of fruit or more. That's a shitload of fruit. Yeah, that's yeah. like a lot. Have you ever considered just going right to the source, just going to Costa Rica, getting a bunch of bananas <laughs> yourself, trying to ship them back or what? I haven't. That, fun field trip. Have you guys? It, it would be have, a fun field trip. Yeah. Have you guys done any foresting out here? We were just like, we could do some pine cones for this Actually, beer. Yeah, so we, uh, we we haven't done it since the, since we opened, but uh, we had this kind of ambitious idea that we were going to do these uh, foraged ingredient uh, farmhouse sales. Yeah. Uh, and when, when we opened up, we did a, a beer with uh, 40 pounds of hand-picked dandelions out uh, um, called uh, Golden Forest in the Sun. How long did that take? Three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Did you just camp out in the woods and just get on a hunt every day? More, more or less, uh, yeah. The sun is out, and we're picking dandelions. Um, Naked. Yeah, the better than way. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need to make a crowd of dandelions first, and then we'll pick the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll pick the rest. So we, we, we had that when we opened up, and uh, you know, it was the beer turned out great, but um, we, we decided uh, that's a lot of work. And uh, we're going to focus on other things, but we were happy to, to have that for uh, our opening day. And then you just make the new guy do it when there's two feet That's of snow. Right. That's yeah. right, yeah. Like, hey, Evan, we need 50 pounds of cranberries <laughs> <laughs> sometime in the next five days. I think you can handle it. New brewer slash forager. That's right. I think that's right. great. I went to I did that on your resume. Yeah, toured some cideries in uh, outside of Portland one time, and we did like an all foraged. The entire cidery was all foraged apples, uh, right. and I gotta say, everybody else loved it, but I thought it was not good. Yeah, oh, I really right. didn't care for the like the flavors. The actual like, cider itself. The actual cider itself. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's hard when you're like. Process. He was just like, "Fuck this shit. Go to a big farm." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I respected the process. That just wasn't my favorite. Uh, favorite of the ciders. Yeah. Up there. Well, hey, I know you guys were super excited about telling your joke uh, when we got here, so <laughs> I think we should probably get to the chug. Yeah, it's time to chug some beer yeah, for I think sure. Oh, we, time. we chug before we tell All right, so, yeah, so here's the deal. We'll give you guys a little bit of a rundown since uh, I don't know if Chris gave you the rundown on a lot of the show. I did Except not, for the uh, chug. <laughs> I told <laughs> you guys podcast. were going to be here, and I just, I just reminded them. I was like, hey, by the way, we got that thing on tonight, so just stick around for a little bit. They're just like, be cool. yourselves. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it goes is you chug the beer. You tell us what the beer is first, and then you chug it. And then as soon as you're done, you tell the joke immediately after. Now, as soon as the beer hits your lips, Steve will start the timer. I'll provide some color commentary. You guys are more than welcome to do the same thing. And then as soon as you're done, we stop the timer. We'll go over the times after. Oh, all right. Pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, are you guys opting in on the 8%? Yeah, loophole? I, I have an 8% beer. Fuck These nice. are all 8% beers. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yes. Yeah, I was going to say, basically your whole board is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's close to 8%. You know, how would you we like got a, a nice sessionable 6% se- lager? Yeah, yeah. super session yeah, 6. Only- <laughs> wow. If I'd been day drinking all day and the only thing left in the cooler was above 6%, it's like, well, see you later, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be drinking for net at that point. That's yeah. what I'd be. What do you guys, uh, what order do you guys want to go in? We have to do them separate just so we can keep track of the times. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Jordan's stoked. Yeah. Jordan's been, this is his big money. Now, Chris, are you putting any money on either of these guys? Is there one or the other that you think is going to be top dog? I think Jordan, just based off of his track record. Shit, I mean, no faith in You've really been hyping this up. I really yeah, hope yeah. that. Uh... We, we do beer shots at the end of, like, just, like, brew days, yeah. like, casually. Like, you know, like, if we all remember. Or just, just the end of, like, a Tuesday. Like, hey, beer shot? Yeah. Hey, yeah, why the fuck yeah. not? You got enough beer, beer sitting around? Yeah. And it's usually a little five-ounce Hellas pour. And I don't know how he does it, like, three times faster than just, just like, gulp. But... <laughs> Well, yeah, I, don't know. I used to work for Upslope Brewing Company in Boulder, and uh, every time we would do a um, we'd do a canning run, there'd be a, well, pretty much every time there'd be a company wide shotgun at the end of the canning run. Hell yeah! Um, so, you know, I worked there for two years, so I. I, I shot a, a lot of beer. A lot of shotgun yeah. beer. Yeah. It's crazy because a lot of like the beer people now, they're like, I haven't chugged a beer in I don't know how long, or shotgun to beer. What we I found is that most people that are reluctant actually wind up doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm uh, Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant. Chris, Chris definitely talked me up, but I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. 
All right, whenever you're ready, man. So tell us what you're drinking. Um, yeah, so yes, yeah. I'm drinking our uh, 8% Imperial English Porter called Flickering Lantern. <laughs> um, it's got, uh, um, it does have some adjuncts. It's got some cocoa nibs and uh, um, vanilla bean that it's aged on. And English not mild at all. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds for, pretty we're intense. Going for Imperial, yeah, northern, yeah. northern English. No, yeah, yeah, northern English. Yeah, we, we looked at the style guidelines and. We oh, like, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're following the Reitskabut. Don't, don't, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. All right, it's all to spec. Whenever you're ready. Okay, and then afterwards I have to tell my joke, right? Yes. Like yeah, but don't feel like don't feel like you got to put too much on your plate at once. We'll remind you. Yeah, okay, about right. the joke. You know, focus on the task at hand. Focus don't catch. Ask yeah, a lot of questions. It's making me anxious. Don't run up. Don't run up the field before you caught the ball. Just go ahead. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Pretty smooth. Yeah. I mean, he's all layered up, so he's going to be beer sweating later. All right. Nice. Okay. Respectable. We got a time? There's well, a time in feel there. Feel free to burp. No, I'm good. Okay. You're looking a little flush. <sighs> Not flush. Actually, rosy as hell. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking, that's, that's, looking red in the cheeks. That's, that's my face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to turn the contrast down on this yeah. video. <laughs> <laughs> How did I do on time? Uh, we'll tell you. Don't you worry. Okay, okay. You'll yeah, never we, we got to do a grand finale. That's you the thing just about like, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy, you got to tell us a joke, you know? Oh, that's right. Okay, so my joke. Um, how do you drown a hipster? You throw him in the mainstream. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Wow. Respectable. Yeah, yeah. That's a witty one. Yeah. I like that. Is that the name of the, the little river you got up here? Yeah, the yeah. Mainstream? yeah. It's, yeah. it's part of Dead Guys. Yeah. Dead Guys. Yeah, yeah. We sacrifice a we hipster sacrifice every, a year. every year. <laughs> <laughs> Just go down to Pearl Street, bring one up back with you. That's how we all keep our essence. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah it's right. <laughs> the lifeblood of Netherlands <laughs> is, is bathed in hipsters. That's how we all stay so young. I mean, look at us. Yeah. yeah. It's like that glow you were talking about earlier. I'm actually yeah. 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's up next? I'm going to go next. Hell yeah. Nice. Set no the pressure for this guy going last. Set all the right. tone. All right, uh, yeah. What you drinking on here? I'm drinking on Bam. Bam is uh, the pro um, correct pronunciation. So it's an IPA with hops. Wow, <laughs> cool. Wow, <laughs> Do you remember what hops are in this one? And he's the brewer. Cashmere? This was, uh, was this Cashmere Simcoe? Or so, uh, Cashmere Mosaic Citra, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So Cashmere Mosaic and Citra, I think. Um, might have been some New Zealand thing in there, too. We, we brew a lot of unique IPAs. I think Galaxy it's, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to get track of. You're yeah, like, yeah. let's just... He literally just, around. like, if I don't have the name, like, when we're brewing, like, just, like, a couple of our brew, brew logs say, some IPA. Yeah, yeah some, some it doesn't matter, really. <laughs> as long as it tastes great, and we'll come up with a fun name for some, it. Some hazy stuff coming down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, here we go. The fearless leader taking on the challenge. Also, pretty, all right. pretty well. Yeah, pretty taking acceptable. a little bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, got a little side spill. But that's why he's got the beard. That's right. That's, that's, the, that's the flavor saver. Yeah, man. <laughs> pretty good. Nice. Got some good times. How do you feel? You feel like you did better, worse? Oh, definitely worse. But, I mean, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. You feel strong. <laughs> I had, like, a little lag. Like, I was, like, trying to get that past that bubble, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was, like... The worst mis the mistake we see most people make is they go like too big, too fast. Yeah. You know, they just really ambitious. They shower in it, and then they yeah, and then they bathe themselves <laughs> in it, then they slow down and realize what they've done, and they made a, a serious mistake. But that was good. You had a little caught up at the end. But I yeah, think I felt it, good about it. I think the time's <laughs> going to turn out awesome. Um, so I was a ski instructor, and I used to tell this joke to 
the kids that I would teach skiing. Um, so we'll see. My kid came home from school, and I uh, asked her what her favorite um, school subject is. And she goes, well, geology rocks, but geography is where it's at. Okay. Nice. That is a dad joke yeah, for, sure. for sure. Very dad joke. Honorary Chris Klein, if he's watching, <laughs> our business partner who couldn't be here today, he is a dad, and he was a dad for Halloween, and he's really up on those dad jokes. He was a dad on Halloween, huh? He's a dad, and he's a dad for Halloween. He wore like a fanny pack and just, like white white just, tennis shoes. It's like he just saw his kids one, one day a year. I think I was a dad for my costume. <laughs> <laughs> I show up big time one day a year <laughs> for everybody. That's great. So you used to be a, you were a ski instructor? Yep, at the local Eldora. Oh, yeah, over at Eldora. Nice. Yeah, it seems like you've got to be armed with a pretty heavy arsenal of silly jokes when you're just hanging out with kids all day. You know, I'm really good at off-the-cuff, just random witty comments that, like, yeah. little kids, like, might not really even get all the time, but <laughs> yeah, you, prepared jokes. You're, like, I, making Pythagorean theorem references to these children. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, you're like a Shrek movie. It went way over their heads. <laughs> but the adults love them. Shrek, that's a great movie. Except for Farquaad. I don't like Lord Farquaad. Nobody likes Farquaad. That guy's a fucking asshole. You hear that, Farquaad? <laughs> if you're watching this, <laughs> shout-outs to Farquaad. We do, have a, we do have a friend we call Farquaad. We do have a very big international <laughs> following that falls into a cartoon world. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody that's on DMT while you're listening to this, say hi to, say hi to the boys for us. If you can. <laughs> if you what, what is that? What, DMT? Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it's just this rutabaga, root vegetable type thing that you put in with different eggs and berries. <laughs> and is that you cook breakfast? It's with DMT? It's basically, DMT is whatever's left in my fridge. Uh, essentially, it's what I'm trying to say, and I need to eat. <laughs> yeah, because you guys don't strike me as people that do drugs at all. But we'll get into that for sure. Evan. Are you ready for the task? <laughs> You're either going to claim your job or get fired from this one. Yeah, man. Right. They have zero faith in you. How do you feel about yourself? Uh, I feel I feel pretty all right. I'm definitely not a habitual chugger. Sure. But How long have you been working here now? A uh, week. Week? Great. Yeah. New enough to get fired. By the That's way, right. I realized that how do you feel about yourself was a pretty heavy existential question. So I'm glad you didn't take it that way. <laughs> oh no, I was I was referring to the chugging of yeah, the beer. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. That was good. That's what I was intending. And then I, I didn't. I thought for a second you might freeze up and be like, I don't know, who am I? <laughs> what is this here, anyways? You know, what is this place? All right, man. Whenever you're ready. Wait. So yeah, uh, what beer you're drinking? And then whenever you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, this is Bam. Bam! There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's I wasn't sure if it was the same one. Of the it is, yeah. It definitely has hops in it. All of our IPAs look kind of similar, but... That glorious haze? Yeah. Unfiltered. Right on. <laughs> well, here goes. Nice. Oh, Big underdog right for sure. Oh my god, he just dusted you guys. Damn. Are you kidding me? That's pretty good. Damn. Yeah, man! The most respect. You guys uh, trashed him. No respect. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we got to rip the new guy. Got to rip the new yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's got to okay? rip it right back. So. And if you throw Please. up, you get three seconds added back onto your time. I just hope you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Five, actually. <laughs> if we have to clean anything, it's five. Yeah. Oh, shit. Cool. Right. Yeah, I got a bunch of air in my stomach. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you got a burp, go for it. We encourage it. Uh. 
All right. <laughs> that was adorable. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, oh. You good? It's just foam. It's just foam. Just foam. So okay. Foam. Yeah, we're good. a little touch on his lip. <laughs> All right. Still yeah. counts, right? We're, we're yeah, good yeah, on time? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, And you're joke. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we just hired a new girl at the brewery. She's got one leg. Um, she handles the hops. Nice. <laughs> a great brewer's oh, joke. We don't get enough of those, to be honest with you. No. And a brewer's dad really. joke. Come on. You can't just love me only with the dad jokes. No, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. It's adorable. I like it. Yeah. 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 I don't feel too bitter about it. Come Whoa, on. Whoa, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. You want to go over the times? Yeah. Um, pretty impressed, everybody. Um, yeah, this is a strong crew, by the way. Because <laughs> you should feel proud about the team you've assembled. Oh, here. yeah. Nice. <laughs> News <Nice. laughs> team. News team. So, Chris, uh, with your three seconds off, uh, you were able to crack the top ten. Hey-o. Uh, knocking Nick from Peculiar out. So you Sorry, came in. Nick. You came in a total of seven point two three seconds. You get three seconds off. That's four point two three seconds. Very impressive. Uh, Anything you want to say to the fans out there, the people that care about you, look up to you? You know, I've just been waiting, waiting a long time for this moment, and I'm just so happy to share it with my team and you guys as, as new friends. And you know, just um, thank you. Thank you're, you. You're, yeah, absolutely. All the glory to us. Be thank going you to Disneyland if it was open right now. That's uh, Evan and Jordan. Both of you, very, very close to each other. Okay, very impressive. We should tell you, how many How many do we have at this point? Oh, boy. Uh, we're up to 74. We got a lot of chunks. No. Wow. No, well, including them, 76. Okay. 76 Cracking the top 10 is no small feat. Sweet. Uh, yeah, pretty hard to do. So which one of you guys thinks won between the two of you? I, I think he won. That was impressive. It was pretty impressive. I think Evan took it. Uh, Jordan took it by four one hundredths of a out. second. Really? Four one hundredths of a second. Nice. Solid. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll just have to do it again. I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> this time, ten percent are It's like it's like a hot sauce or a jalapeno competition. You just got to keep upping the ante every just time until somebody bows out or falls through the window. Either what's, one. What's that? Uh, is that that? Uh, YouTube show where hot ones. hot ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they eat the spicier wings. Yeah, as on. totally. Yeah. yeah, we thought about doing that with this. You know, start with like a, se- a session, session and work your way up till it ever clear. I mean, we probably could. <laughs> yeah, we probably could do that at some point, but that'll be like a private episode. Oh, that'll be a different episode. I, I will think... not. I will give up after like something that is above eight percent. I'll be done. Hundredth episode. Yeah. 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 Pastry, yeah. pastry stout. Yeah, I'm hanging on to some <laughs> bottles and stuff for like our 50th anniversary episode, which is like coming up. But yeah. we might have to chug them. I'm not exactly sure. So what what order did they actually come in? Uh, I don't have the overall times with all the math. Let's see. Oh, okay, here. but they just cracked. But you know, they uh, everybody cracked five. it. Yeah, you pretty much just knocked out like three comedians. So yeah, that's nice. really hard to do. Yeah, because they don't have anything to live for. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're essential. They're not. Yeah, I know. You can't. <laughs> Except one of them works at the grocery store, so <laughs> he'll be really upset. He'll yeah. Be- <laughs> yeah, Andres, sorry, buddy. Yeah. You had a really good run for a long time, though. Yeah, he did. Fun, but man, so the this kid's not gonna feed himself. <laughs> Chris, you poured me one of your guys' goo series, which is basically like your flagship series, right? Um, no, no, no. it's just um, it's. It's our flagship sour, really up until this point. We just released, which the 
future beer we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Is kind of our, our next next release. Mm -hmm. um, but you are drinking our thick strawberry-ish goo. And I say ish because thick strawberry goo is our flagship version from the goo series. Yeah. But we took that recipe and just added pineapple and guava to it. Okay. Um, so it's got a little bit more of a, of a Hawaiian punch kind of yeah. character to it, but still strawberry, raspberry base. Um, there's also passion fruit, and yeah, that's vanilla and milk sugar and um, motueka dry hops. Okay, where did you come up with the name? Like, where do you guys get? Where do you guys brainstorm, or do you just keep like a running list of like all the names for all the shit? Because goo's a goo's a great one. Like, I think that's the one that's in, it sticks it sticks with people literally and figuratively. Oh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> Fuck you! Boo the goo! <laughs> boo the goo! No, we don't want people to boo the goo. No, um, not, not yeah. just when Corey says See? it. Just the way Corey <laughs> says it. statement stands. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> um, a lot of our lyrics are musically inspired, mostly by the band Fish. Mm -hmm. um, so Thick Strawberry Goo is a lyric, specific lyric from their song, Haley's Comet. Okay. And the lyric is, how would you feel if it rained hungry cashew? How would you like to have your thick strawberry goo? So before we opened, I was like, man, because like, the, the name of the brewery is kind of a deep cut fish song, and um, a lot of these are um, just hidden fish lyrics that, like, if someone came in and they weren't necessarily into the band, they're like, oh, that's a really cool combination of words, but they don't know. And someone who's ends. into the band, yeah. Yeah. even, like, we have, like, people who, like, are diehard fish heads come in and they, like, you know, will, like, be like, oh, I think I know where this one's from. And they're like, I don't want to look it up, and then they'll, like, guess it to me. I'd be like, hey, you got it or you didn't, you know, like, sure. so it's kind of fun. Um, I mean, we get influence. We got a Grateful Dead lyric up there. Um, do some Grateful Dead stuff. So the idea was like, with the goo specifically, was thick blank goo. Yeah. So it kind of gave us a canvas to explore that. So thick is um, just, you know, has an, has an image. Goo has an image. What can we put in between there? And um, yeah, we also do like Seinfeld South Park. You guys are heavy on the references then. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got a couple, like one like perpetually unimpressed, which my older dog who's sleeping down here, he like is perpetually unimpressed. So yeah. That's our Nelson Savon series. Got it. Nice. So um, that was just an entirely just from us. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that was internal. Yeah. So now we do perpetual or perpetually something. So we've done perpetual embrace. Um, Perpetual Impressions, Perpetually Unimpressed Volume 2, which is the same as the first one, slightly different hop, but he's wearing like Thug Life sunglasses and a gold chain. Fun. Hell yeah. So we just kind of tweak it um, and really go off of our feeling in terms of what's cool that week, what's fun, or like what's in my head. Like, so really <laughs> yeah, sure. What's cool it's, that week? It's mostly, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly what's in Chris's head. We'll, we'll, we'll come in the morning and... And we'll be brewing, and he's like, "I've got this, I've got this idea," and it's it's like, uh, um, it's like, <laughs> it's like, 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 like all disheveled, like mad scientists, kind of like, 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 like I've got this idea, and it's like, okay, man, we'll, let's let's do it, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> is it just like you know, and you're like tripping, and you're like, this is a brilliant idea. So you write it <laughs> yeah. down, and then you look at it the next well, day. Well, I gotta say, after, <laughs> after the chug, at the end of the workday, hearing that actually means a lot from Jordan because usually at eight or so in the morning, he's like. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. It's like, we'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll do it. Is yeah. it a requirement to be a fish fan to work here? 
No, um, but it's highly encouraged. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's. Fans? I wouldn't say it's encouraged. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it seems on the it's kind of like I listened to Fish when I was in Vermont, and uh, it's more of a strange. Is, that, is that like a fish show because they're from Vermont? Like <laughs> no, I, I literally I was last time I heard Fish was I was in Vermont on um, hiking the Appalachian Trail, and then I haven't listened to them since up to this point. Okay. But now you've got more than you can handle. I mean, ah, I, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. And no, I'm a fan too. Steve's not as much of a fan. Not so much. But that's okay. I was just wasn't sure how myself. devout everybody was in the room. That's all. You, you, it, it is a requirement that you have to stand listening to Fish. Okay. Yeah. So we it's put like, it on, but I mean, I'm also listening to like Wu Tang, Diana Ross. <laughs> it's an eclectic mix. Hank yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We yeah. got a whole bunch this, of stuff. This place, though, I would say is, is a, a, a fish temple. Yeah. And, and Netherlands in general, like everybody's waiting for the second coming of Jerry Garcia. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more so than fish in that is, is a dead town. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, we, for, for me, kind of capturing the spirit of um, improvisation and intuition is like kind of what that scene is about. So like they go out every night without a set list, right. without a set approach to a song. Like they, they might take a song out to an entirely different direction that they didn't come up with until that moment. Right. In order to come up with it, you need to practice, you need to have skills, you need to communicate with the people you're doing that with. Like, you know, for this sense, it's a, it's a collective. Right. You know, like I, bring a certain um, vision to the table, but these guys really help me execute it. Mm -hmm. So in, in that sense, it's um, it's an improvisational collective. So yeah. I mean, that's what that music is all about. And we try to harness that with the philosophy of the bird. Yeah, I just, like that. Like, that's so much better than like improv comedy, where it's like, it's the similar ideas that it just sucks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's might get that one joke that just... Right, yeah, yeah, the one that crushes, you know? absolutely. You might get one, but for the most part, and also, it's not like fish is going out there like, hey, we need yeah. a suggestion. <laughs> anybody from the audience, tell us what you did right. for work today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody ever just break out like a 30-minute brewing solo where you're just doing your own thing? <laughs> and everybody else is like, all right, we'll just follow along for a little bit. Yeah. Well, if, you had to, if, the imp, if the improv analogy were to correlate here, I don't know if anybody would really love a brewery that you're like, well, one out of ten might be good, but you just got to come back and see how it actually works out. Could I try one of these BAMs that you guys chugged? Is that yeah. possible? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can pour for you. Yeah, it's up to you. It's up to yeah, you. Yeah. Don't want to like. Or at, uh, yeah. How's the goo treating you? The goo is great, man. I, so I was curious about. Is it fruit? great or is it goo? It's great. Goo. Yeah, it's great. Goo. Great. <laughs> With fruited sours have seemed to come into fashion, you know, the past like two years, and a lot of people are doing them, and some are. I, don't know, I feel like they're just capitalizing on a fad, and then others are. Seems like that's what they really love to do. So when you open, when you guys opened, what was the goal? Like, what were you trying? What beers did you want to put out? And then when did this actually start to that, take shape? That was one of our. Um, uh, yeah, that was one of the first beers that we. we you know, Chris, when we were, we were uh, at the at the local library brainstorming recipes before we opened, and he was like, "I really want to do this kettle sour with lactose and vanilla." I want it dry hopped, you know, he kind of had this idea, and I'd never done anything like that, and I was just like, okay, man, like, we're just, like, <laughs> you're like, okay, like, man. Like, like, we're just opening up, like, you know, you really want that to be, like, one of the first beers that we do, like, you know, doing a kettle sour that's, like, you know, fairly complicated, um, and uh, he 
yeah, I mean, you know, Chris has had this vision, and, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, we, we executed it, and I, I think um, the, the, uh, the process and the recipe really has not changed much from the first time that we made it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's uh, we kind of nailed it first, first nice. shot, and we are like, all right, this is one of our lineups for sure. Our flagship is 5.2 or 5.4%. I can't quite remember the exact percentage, but it's in the mid fives. Yeah, sure. Where if you look at the board, we're in mostly the mid sevens or that one's 8%. So mm -hmm. the only change that we've really made, I think, is increasing the alcohol percentage. And mm -hmm. also we're doing that mostly by adding just a lot more fruit. Yeah. Um, so the fruit, the fruit represents fermentable sugar. Mm -hmm. So if we add, you know, like I, I will admit going into our first brew opening with a fairly ambitious kettle sour was a little intimidating and then it's like okay well what's this and then once you get comfortable on the system and with your team and stuff like that and kind of how different fruit flavors will play with one another we've um decided to just kind of gradually push the envelope in terms of fruiting in terms of ingredients adjuncts and like i said with this one like we use zests we're adding lemon verbena to this one um, we do herbs, teas, dry hops. Um, and after you guys are done with this one, actually, when you get this one, I'll finish this. We'll crack a can of our purple paste. Okay, cool. Our next series um, is an Imperial Goza, which is very similar to the goo, except instead of doing these kind of like more natural additions, we are going to be doing marshmallows, candy, and kind of the more fun funky so are you um, doing a lot of these adjuncts to not avoid but just based on space potentially like a longer barreling program or like a live culture program like so by kettle souring you can turn it around a little faster by or implementing certain flavors we have a substantial barrel age program oh already. cool i didn't i didn't realize you walked in there's all these barrels up here tight we have 34 barrels plus 150 gallon punch in that have been aging since the first week we've opened oh really we nice. have damn not, we that we have 900 bottles of a cherry age creek um bottle conditioning we have uh roughly 400 bottles of a single barrel and 392 um of a single barrel age unfruited unblended um saison mm -hmm. um we have a couple i'll give you guys a sample of it a couple months aged in the grundy fresh peach so that's a part of it, but that's that that that's an exercise in patience. So we've been doing that since the beginning. Yeah, I just love deep, balanced, rounded flavors. Of course, and I want layers. So like to me, something like this represents the reason why we do all the adjects is because you can get them to hit you at different moments. So you can have like a beginning, a middle, an end, and like a finish. Sure. If that almost, makes sense. Almost like a seven layer dip. <laughs> um, yeah, don't you, you just give him an idea, man. Sour cream and guacamole. Taco salad sour. Yeah. We could name the beer. Do you like guacamole? <laughs> a joke works the same way too, where you you start with the essence of something that works, and then over the course of time, whether it's days, months, or even a year or two, like you find new ways to make it funny. And then the next thing you know, something that was thirty seconds long is now four minutes long, and you've got punchlines like every twenty to thirty seconds because you've figured out ways to layer it and make it a more complete thing instead of just like this kind of quick hit punch. Like yeah, okay, that's pretty good. On to the next thing. Mm -hmm. 
So when you guys are brewing, what, how much of it is what you guys want to make versus what people are just asking for? I think it's all what we want to make. Um, and Chris could probably speak to this better because he's, he's the one who does a lot of the recipe development and, and he's definitely our, I, you know, the, uh, ideas guy. Yeah. And my role is more, you know, execution and, um, you know, try to fulfill his vision. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, it's, um, you know, there's, there's definitely like, you know, we, we want to do obviously what's going to sell and like what's, what's popular. But I don't think that that like pigeonholes us down to, you know, it's like oh we're you know we're just kind of like selling out and doing you know marshmallow beer because that's what the the people want. Like, sure. I think you know it's it's a nice it's a nice balance between, um, you know we have this idea and this concept, and uh, you know we know it's going to be a banger and people are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of what I know about you guys is the fruited sours and the IPAs. That's kind of yeah. your claim. That, your claim yeah, to fame. So the fact that you guys have such an extensive barrel aging program is like. Not only impressive, but surprising. I just didn't. You yeah, guys, well, I don't hear about it much. We, that's we, all. Well, we haven't released anything yet. We're hoping, uh, you know, that it's going to be well received, and that will be a, a, you know, a third claim to fame. I mean, how long has everything been in the barrels? Then, like a year and a half. Yeah, about. Just about. Nice. July. July nineteenth. Yeah, July nineteenth. Yeah. 19th, yeah. So and it's, then, um, it's ha- not quite there yet, but you're starting to get there. Ha- having uh, um, Evan on board, uh, he's got a lot of experience uh, with, uh, with with darker beer styles working at Left Hand. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to pick his brain and just you know get his uh, expertise on uh, you know developing some uh, you know kind of like dessert forward imperial stouts um, and you know, see what we can do with that. Uh, yeah. Cause pastry stouts are another one. That's like, those have taken off, you know, completely. for sure. For sure. Yeah. They do really well. I mean, just with some of the breweries that we work with in the past, like Weldworks and new image and peculiar yeah. and stuff like they, that's becoming another thing where fruited sours, hazy IPAs and, um, pastry stouts have been huge. Have you guys done a pastry sour yet where you do like more of a, like a cobbler or a pie? Sour for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely <laughs> done this. Well, I guess I just I'm thinking yeah, of you're the about to taste one actually. Oh right. really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cheers. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Up, guys. Yeah. 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 stretch. We can do it. <laughs> Again, I fucked up my back, so. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> Talk about a segue, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. He's like, yeah. Well, uh, one of the things I was going to add to, um, we're, uh, you know, we try to focus to, and Chris can speak about about this more, it's really his philosophy, but no extracts. Just trying to go natural ingredients, um, 100%, um, and figure out how to add it uh, in a way to really maximize flavor, mm-hmm. but really against uh, um, the, uh, the extract. Yeah, for sure. That's got to be a huge texture thing too, right? Like if you're just adding a flavoring agent to a fermentation yeah, tank, like that doesn't agree, do but much I, to texture, right? I would say against. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, might be a strong is, word. Is, isn't quite the word. I mean, sure. would prefer. So, to, for to, example, you mentioned um, pastry stouts and fruited sours. So, I'm, you know, I try a lot of these beers, and I think there's a lot that I, I actually enjoy flavor-wise. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to avoid with this one. This one is like 30% more fruit than our goose. And what's it's the name of this guy? Purple Paste. Purple Paste. This is that beer we're going to feature. Yeah, cool. Um, this just came out this weekend. Um, 
the third highest rated beer in the whole country on Untapped last week. Whoa! Oh, oh, Congratulations, for, dude. For draft, so <laughs> it was extremely well received, and we're extremely humbled and honored about that. Um, it's a similar to the goo. You can see it's a different um, texture. Um, this is our first beer with marshmallows, so like he said, no extracts. You know, we're not using marshmallow extract. There are no natural marshmallows. Actually, our local co-op does sell marshmallow root. Evan, that's your first mission as the new guy. Can't sort of have a marshmallow forager up here. <laughs> but with there's this, one town where I see marshmallows growing on trees. It's Netherlands. It is. <laughs> I want what you have if you're seeing those trees up here. Well, hang on after the show. <laughs> this guy says he doesn't know what drugs are. <laughs> but... You know, a lot of these fruited sours, you'll drink them and it's just pulp. Yeah. Yeah. Pulp. And it's really unfermented fruit. Um, certainly nothing against that method of production if that's what you want to do. I'm against it, so I'll say that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I have friends who do it, and I'm, 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 I'm not for making beer in that way. Sure. So for this, like, the majority of the fruit is, un is, is fermented. Mm -hmm. And I think what that gets is, one, a, a more discernible alcohol content and just a, a rich, deep, like the acidity is present. It's not just pulp. And, you know, it's still a very intense sensory experience. So that's... What's the ABV on it? 9%. Yeah, that's a big guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and you, but all that extra ABV is coming from the fruit, right? Like all that extra alcohol. This one like... actually has a higher grain bill. This is not a goo. This okay. is an entirely new series, the first one in this series. Type. It's paste. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what is thicker than goo? Oh, paste. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I mean, how many problems have you guys had, if any, where, because you, you're canning now, you have stuff available in 16-ounce cans where stuff blows up on you or blows up on a customer well yeah we haven't had any issues um knock on wood so far um, i don't you know that your skull is not made out of wood yeah glad he didn't punch himself in the dick that makes things awkward also just yeah, say I'm rock hard right now <laughs> <laughs> talking about this um, yeah <laughs> You know what makes me hard? New Image Brewing Company, located in Arvada, Colorado, a.k.a. Boner Town. You can buy these guys beer at the tap room, at stores near you, and you can even order online through things like Bev, Taver, Drizzly, all that kind of stuff. They make some of the best beers out there. Their IPAs are no joke, with new releases like Pay It Forward, which is a Simcoe and Eldorado DDH IPA. They've also got Pure Isolate with Idaho 7 Terpenes. They've been doing a ton of really awesome stuff with Terpenes. I am all about it. But it's not just IPAs. They make amazing sours, too, and even fun, creative beers like Politics, Money, and Religion, which is a barley wine with pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, lactose, marshmallow, and almond flour. Perfect holiday treat, post-Thanksgiving, little pre-Christmas. It's delightful. So go get some new image today. Get fully erect in no time. Talking about fruited sours makes me hot. Right, Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, we haven't had any issues. I mean, this is probably the, the highest um, amount of unfermentable fruit that we've added to a beer. Um, but we have good cellar techniques. and It's um, around 10%. Yeah. As, as opposed to like 49. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unfermented. Yeah, okay. Where it doesn't yeah, okay, become beer anymore. Um, yeah, we have good cellar techniques and stuff that kind of uh, and encouraging people to, you know, drink fresh, keep it cold. You know, we don't want any of those, you know, fruit IEDs out there. Um, this, th these cans could not explode. I mean, there's no way that 
there's enough residual yeast and everything. They said that about the Titanic once. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't explode, to be fair. Iceberg dead ahead. <laughs> well, yeah. so what, what caused... I mean, we can nerd out a little bit on this just because I'm curious. Because I, I just... There are certain breweries across the country that I don't appreciate because it seems like they're just trying to capitalize on a fad and they're just selling overpriced fruit fruit juice, essentially, and I feel like there's less quality that's actually going into the brewing process. Mm. And you hear about cans exploding and people overpaying for stuff that the alcohol content winds up being four when they advertise it being 10 or whatever the hell. 450 North. Plus you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 450. Fuck those guys. Anyway, uh, I said it, you didn't. So the, like, so what happens there? Like, so how do you, what happens with the beer itself where, um, you wind up with cans blowing up or the ABV is just like wildly off or whatever. Well, I mean, that's what it is. It's, um, you'll make a base beer or in some cases not 450 North. I mean, they actually make their own beer. There are other breweries who buy massive amounts of kegs of beer from another brewery. Okay. And they just add fruit to it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So they just, like, take it, like, they, they just take, transfer it out of the kegs into the tank and then just re, not ferment it, essentially. But I don't know if they're adding any extra yeast to it They'll add fruit to the tank and they'll recircuit in a way that makes it, um, um, you know, blended and homogenous and all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are places that do that. I mean, I, I think there's an intensity of flavor just from raw fruit that you do get as opposed to this but what i think this gives you is depth it gives you it actually makes you think like a little bit like i'll admit sometimes i get off work and i drink old style because i don't want to think right yeah i want to yeah, mow yeah. the lawn yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying but like with this i mean that, not to like change the subject but i do want to follow up on old style it's my yeah. favorite it's, cheap beer by the way it, that's yeah. uh, it's that the was, best well, cheap the question great it's yeah. the best cheap we'll beer. i like extra gold in my <laughs> opinion <laughs> Little round table that everybody's worst favorite beers in a second. <laughs> Sorry, to finish your thought. No, I mean, just to me, this has a beginning, a middle, an end, and a finish and beyond. There's a character arc here. Yeah. There, there's, there's a mouthfeel, and there is a thickness. I mean, we're trying to achieve that thickness that those beers, people are like, oh, it's thick, and they fucking say two C's or some shit. We're allowed to curse, right? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Earlier, you know, like, oh, oh, she thick. Oh, whatever. Thick bully. Thick bully with an eye. And I'm like, All right. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But like, it, it represents mouthfeel. It represents the ability to coat your tongue and kind of like have this like pillow-like quality on the end, yeah. which I, is what I'm after. I'm after yeah. that in IPAs. I'm after that in sours. You know, and even a little bit with a lager. Like, I want it to be crisp, but then be soft. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all this is water chemistry. All this is layering, how you add these ingredients, at what temperature. And there's a lot that goes into it. I think if you're making a beer with intentions, it'll show. Mm -hmm. And if you're making a beer to just be as outlandish as possible... I mean, it very well may work for you as a brewery. I think in most cases it won't. But, um, you know, like you said, it's a fad. I mean, to me, yeah. I love this flavor profile, and that's why I make this. I, I was the first brewer in Colorado to brew hazy IPAs um, right along, um, along lines with Brandon from Primitive, who mm -hmm. was at Out 13 at the time, yeah. Eric, who's opening up uh, Cohesion, um, 
which should open next spring, which is a Czech lager brewery. He was the production brewer at uh, A13 at the time. Weldworks, Juicy Bits, Wiley Roots wasn't too far behind. A couple sure. other places came in. But I mean, like, the idea, you know, again, like, you'll have a lot of people making hazy IPAs because of the looks, where the most important thing that I was after, because I was drinking all these Vermont beers when they were just coming out. Yeah, sure. And they were blowing my mind. Where were you getting them? Were you, did you used to live in I went to Hill for, I, I lived in Vermont for about a decade. Oh, okay, cool. I, I used to live in Saratoga Springs, New York, so I was right there. I'm, we, we could probably talk after this about maybe mutual friends. I'm sure, but, yeah. <laughs> or the natural nitrous well from the fucking SPAC. I think I bought a balloon off you at SPAC five years ago. <laughs> 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 no, that was uh, the, little, the little person who runs the mafia. Was a nice. No, it was, it was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I was drinking Hill Farmstead three weeks after they opened yeah. in 2010, I think. Um, heady Topper before the brewery washed away. Sure. And what it is is it represents certain um, hop compounds, oils, polyphenols, all these things just in suspension as opposed to being dropped out. Mm -hmm. Where if it's clear beer, you can still get a very rich hop profile. Um, Cannonball Creek, um, Pliny, you know, uh, Westbound and Down, they make incredible clear California-inspired IPAs. Yeah, totally. Um, but you're losing no matter what you're going to lose a little bit because it's being dropped out so if you're able to process it getting the yeast out getting all all that stuff in a cohesive manner i mean it is the most direct top experience you could get what that's, the, that's why we say unfiltered yeah. as opposed to new england yeah okay no that makes sense what one of my favorite qualities about beer really is texture and i feel like it's something that gets overlooked a ton like getting that cloudy like cloud-like pillow aspect of a beer is so hard to achieve but really to me makes like it makes it a next level differentiator between everything else that's out there so i mean is that with this beer in particular is the marshmallow that's adding to that is it the water compound i know you said it's a couple different things but it's everything yeah, yeah okay i think i think we we try to pay attention to our water a lot here yeah it's uh, where do you guys get like any water shipped in from El Dorado? I know that's yeah, a big right. thing here. Um, I, I just yeah, say the, you know, yeah. the, the town of Ederland. Make um, that water a little shorter. And, and one of like the cool things about having Evan on board uh, was he uh, brought in a, um, a water testing kit and just ran kind of like the specs and like the mineral content on, on our water. And we, we have pretty soft water. Evan did that? Yeah, Evan did that. They yeah. don't tell me anything. Yeah, <laughs> Evan won the chug <laughs> and he got in the water. And so, uh, well, in addition to, to just Netherlands town water, I mean, and we're, you know, like it's all downstream from here. Like we get the primo water. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, and, and then also just our, our carbon filtration. Like we've, we've got, you know, really, uh, you know, soft water to work with and then we kind of build up our uh, our water profile from there um and i think that that contributes a lot to our uh to the character of the beer and, and the mouthfeel yeah yeah speaking of having the natural resources of netherlands like yeah. how long have y'all lived up here uh yeah go ahead chris um i moved up here um and really started the planning on this brewery and April 17. Okay. And before that, were you in Vermont? or I was in, in Denver. Oh, you were in Denver. Okay. Yeah, I was the head brewer for um, Joyride Brewing Company. Got it. Oh, okay. Um, so I left there in December of 2016 
And I had already been thinking about making a move to the mountains. Sure. Because um, I lived in a small town in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Which town? Um, I went to Green Mountain College. Yeah. So I was outside of Rutland mm -hmm. and Pulteney, um, which is right across the river from Whitehall. Yeah, okay. Now, yeah, I think I, I went to the strip club in Whitehall that was in the back of Bowling Alley. Oh, I've been there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the bag was sold. That right? place was That's great. It was one. like a family bowling alley out front, and then you walk through the double doors past all the lanes, and there's like a full operational strip club right in the back. Yeah, and all the strippers were tweakers for sure. Yeah, but it was a fun company was outing fun. when I was at Harpoon. So we would show up after after we would work a fest at the Vermont Brewery or whatever, like barbecue fe barbecue champs or whatever. Yeah. And we'd all go there. It'd be like twenty salespeople. They'd bring in cases like just for us. And DJ would be like, "Let's give it up for the Harpoon guys." And everyone would go, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Talent wasn't necessarily important. It was just a good time to hang out. Uh, Jordan, how long? So you been up here for how long? Uh, just, um, oh God, maybe two years. Okay. Um, not, not too long. I, I was living down in Boulder before I was working for Upslope Brewing Company. And, um, I, I moved up here, uh, just had a cool living opportunity. So I moved up to the mountains and, um, uh, I was commuting down to Boulder to work at Upslope. I was a shift brewer for them for two years and just working night shifts and stuff. And, and I think, uh, you know, for... Any brewer out there who's listening who work. works night yeah. shifts, um, yeah, one you can only do it for so long. Yeah, brutal. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it can be brutal. I mean, it's really just a testament to, you know, how much do you love brewing beer when it's, you know, uh, the end of December and it's three in the morning and you're on your, you know, fourth week of night shifts and you're just like, did I really do this for, decide to do this for a living? Well, especially yeah, on that brutal. scale as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like it's a bigger scale. Yeah. So you're not really, as in, you're an integral part of the process. Yeah. But you're not making a lot of the decisions. Which right? there like are some people. Who in some weird way thrive off? Thrive for yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I, I used to work for Anderson Valley, and there were there's creatures of the night. Yeah, yeah they that, love the, the habit, the ritual yeah. of it, yeah. where they just do the kids and like, come in, he'd leave in the afternoon, spend the day with his kids. But like for most people, and I would say especially for these two, and I think this is why this team kind of naturally assembled. Like you know, they're more about the creative aspect of beer and just brewing, mm -hmm. brewing beer on a more artistic level rather than a commercial level for sure yeah all right though I, I think that there's you know there's some merits to you know being a shift brewer and i mean you know you get hundreds of turns in the brew house and i got two of them right here yeah yeah and, and you're, you're you know you're you're just going through the repetitions and you you get so comfortable with the process of making beer um, yeah. And so I, I really I appreciate the time and the opportunity I had with Upslope, um, but uh, yeah, at, at, there came a point where I was just ready for change, and it kind of you know the stars and planets all aligned, and uh, Chris was opening up this place, and I sh you know shot him an email and was like, Yo, what's what's up? You need some help? And he emailed me back and was like, uh, Yeah, dude, perfect timing. Um, and we, we hit it off. We had a great, it's probably the best job interview I've ever had. Just um, talking about fish the whole time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, talking about DMT the whole time. Put a joint on the kidding. table. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, we had a great time. We had to drink, we drank a lot of beer. We had a lot of fancy cheese. Um, uh, we had a great, uh, it was, it was a really fun, um, 
Yeah, yeah, sounds brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really got grilled, man. Really so, grilled. what's your greatest weakness? Oh, could you pass the breed? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, in terms of hiring like this, too, like I'm, I will admit, I am not like your run-of-the-mill boss, and I don't even like, in some cases, like to be thought of as a boss. You know, so like I don't know, a co-creator, if you will. Well, this is my vision, but like there are elements that like I cannot bring to the table so yeah for example we mentioned my business partner Chris Klein like he does all the important financial transactions because I'm not trusted sure (laughs) I I have the freedom and I have a budget to order what I need keep things moving but like you know he's the one who does that because that's how his brain works Mm -hmm. He's, he's very good at that he keeps things going like Jordan has been here since the beginning and has maintained our production schedules. Make sure the tanks, we've never had it. The only beer we've had to dump was because I added far too much salt. Mm-hmm. And it tasted like a salty bomb. We've never had an infection, you know. Or, um, <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, we really care about our processes. I think we also care about each other. And I think we care about this yeah. place. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, if we, if we treat the people right and we can kind of like all come together to create this thing that's bigger than ourselves individually, then nobody's going to leave. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. many, how many cult members do you have so far? Yeah. <laughs> this is turning into Miss Cult. Just check on tap. We have thousands of cult members. We're yeah. changing the name of the brewery to Nexium. <laughs> uh, Nexium Brewing Company. Uh, did you know that Frozen <laughs> Dead Guy Days is actually about you and I? Because <laughs> <laughs> this turns into a Wicker Man yeah, part three. Right. <laughs> yeah, so actually that's one thing I did want to talk to you guys about. Tell us a little bit, for those people that don't know or aren't aware, tell us a little bit about Dead Guy Days as much as you guys know it, and then what do you guys, do you guys do anything for it? Do you make a beer for it or anything like that? Chris can speak better than this. I've, unfortunately, I have not been able to experience a Dead Guy Day. Um, they couldn't do it this year. Hopefully, because of, of COVID. Yeah. Well, they, they, they couldn't do it. Yeah, they, they couldn't do it in, in 2020 because of yeah. COVID. And then hopefully, um, thanks. You mean 19? Or I guess, oh, yeah. I guess, <laughs> COVID 20? I, I guess it was this year. It oh, was, yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah, last, 2020. last March. Um, I'm bummed out because I've lived up here and I've, I've missed it every year. Um, and then this year I was stoked to, you know, be a part of it. And we did brew a beer for it that Chris will talk about. Is it an ice box? I, so uh, that's, uh, that's uh, I've, I've been wanting to do that so bad, and I just talked to Evan about it, and he, he told me um, ice that, boxer uh, too. It's too much work. Well, no, it's uh, uh, apparently it's illegal to do freeze distillation. What? Yeah. Of yeah. all the things that are legally allowed in this state, freeze <laughs> distillations where they I drew know, the line. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, Evan wants to deal with that. I think you yeah. can call it a spirit, though. Like you can. As a distillery, well, I, think, I don't uh, think we have the license for it. Yeah, We'd have to talk yeah. to like Gold Dirt or something. Yeah, I was working with a guy that was that's formerly at the Home American Homebrewers Association, and uh, we were debating the merits of Ice Bach. <laughs> now, how or delicious the it is. Or, or it the is, dumb uh, merits, because if you're drinking Ice Bach, it's going to get fucking rowdy. Who's yeah. the brewery in Europe that says that? Brewdog? That makes they, the Ice Bach? Do they do an Ice Bach? Well, they're I wouldn't like doubt 48%. It. Oh, they make that one that's like it's like wrapped in a squirrel, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Asher, you're that squirrel. (laughs) Coming for you. Do you used to work for Sierra Nevada? Yeah. Um, So I always do this every year. I freeze a bottle of Bigfoot barley wine. Okay. um, And just like drink the runnings. 
delicious. Really? It's just oh like what? Straight God. syrup or it's what? It's just like it's like bitter. Uh, and I, I do it like as soon as Bigfoot comes out, like every January. Just a freshie, ball, yeah. And it's just like hoppy, like bitter, just intense barley hop juice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's yeah, so good. It's just super concentrated. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but I, I love it. I yeah. did it by accident the first time. I had a bottle, you know, like that like spot in the back of your shitty refrigerator mm-hmm. that always freezes? Yeah. Yeah, I put a bottle back there and made a made an accidental ice block with, with the Bigfoot barley one. So that's how the best things happen, right? Is by yeah, accident, right. like yeah. a lot of time? Bob, Bob Ross's happy little accidents. <laughs> Jordan wound up freezing a bottle of Bigfoot in his freezer and it exploded. And uh, now he's licking the inside yeah, of his freezer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like a bowl of batter, like when mom was making cookies. So Chris, can you tell us more about, again, for people that might not know, because I don't even really know that much about it, like what the deal is with Dead Guy Days? Yeah. Um, not to make you the town Sorry. historian. I think I forget. <laughs> no, you said he was going to be able to like tell you a little bit more about He's it anyway. So, yeah, I, I forget his name, and I've been I've been hanging out in Netherlands since 2007. So I've been to a bunch of dead guy days, um, and um, <laughs> you good? You good? Yeah, yeah, just checking. Um, yeah. So this past year was obviously unprecedented in many in many ways but last year was the first year that Netherlands didn't have Nedfest which was a musical fest that happened down in the fairgrounds where they would also do frozen dead guy stuff so like for us as a new brewery is opening up it was a little strange to like not have the traffic and the revenue of like um, the tourists coming up here from these Boulder two and stuff. major all over the place people True. would come yeah, to this yeah. music festival yeah. I mean they get world class musicians and frozen dead guy like Little Wayne like, who, who would they have? Probably on? big in, like, the mountain folk and, like, bluegrass community, They have community, people right? from Yonder Mountain String Band, okay. str- String Cheese Incident. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> great joke, Steve. The drummer. Lil, Lil Wayne was great. <laughs> the listeners liked it. I would be stoked on Lil Wayne. I don't know how much the rest of the town is. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, you know, um, the uh, drummer of the Grateful Dead's been up here, David Grisman, who's a world-renowned mandolinist, and... All these people in that kind of instrumental jam scene. Um, I think it's Mandalorian, uh, if, we're gonna, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Right, 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 the new one. Yeah. You could say Great Joe Corey if you yeah, want. Yeah, if you that's, want. If you thought it wasn't great. Right. Great Joe Corey is there you one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 22,000 was the last full scale. God. Yeah. Um, those the dead guy days. I mean, there's cars parked all the way up here oh, by absolutely. the brewery. They were using this lot just because it was here, yeah. like before we were open, and like all the way down the road and just everywhere. Because it's all based on this woman that like her husband died, right? And then she had him in a freezer for how long? Well, this guy, he died, um, and it was, it was in this will. I think he was Norwegian. Yeah, some Scandinavian. Scandinavian origin. guy. He's already more metal than more of the He had in his will that he was going to be cryogenically frozen. So when he died, he was cryogenically frozen. Mm-hmm. And his family shipped him over here because they were living here. Or he was living here and he just ended up here. I, I don't know the exact details on where he was cryogenically frozen. But he sits in a cooler of um, cryogenic um, liquid nitrogen. And chicken fingers. So he, he is, he's sitting there 
And it is one guy's full-time job to make sure that he remains frozen at a certain temperature through this liquid nitrogen process. Um, you had one he's job. he's there. He's in a shed up, up on the hill. Still. Still. Yeah. That's what they said. That's they the used to parade him around town. Waking <laughs> <laughs> a Bernie I've, style? I've, like the Pope? I've, I've heard, not like out, but like they would parade his shed or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, they stopped doing that. I've heard rumors that his body is not looking too good. Yeah, yeah global warming. Freezer, burn. <laughs> freezer <laughs> burn, global warming, whatever it may be. But, um, I mean, Frozen Dead Guy is essentially just the one of the quirkiest, weirdest festivals you've been to that celebrates yeah. this random dead guy in a shed who's been on ice for close to 30 years. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's very unique to our town. People yeah, from all over the world come to it. So, I mean, you know... Um, yeah, we can't wait for it to come back. Yeah, of yeah. course. The first beer we brewed for it, and we brewed it before like the shutdown. Uh -huh. So we had labels, all this. It was um, a picture of Dr. Evil, mm -hmm. but we encapsulated him in ice, and he's going like this. Nice. And the name of the beer was $1 million, <laughs> and we used all cryogenic hops. Oh, that's fun. Whoa, so that's cool. Was, <laughs> yeah. It was our first exploration in cryogenic hop usage. Yeah. And... Uh, and human ashes, fermented human ashes. <laughs> <laughs> for texture. That's right. So I mean, real human ashes, not it's just part of the water. Right. Can still check out the shed is what I heard. Yeah, it's part okay, of the water chemistry is we gotta, the human ashes. We got to come hang out up here a little bit more often then to get the know, get yeah. in the skinny, so to speak. So what's the deal with cry the cryo hops then? Like, that's something I don't think a lot of people know that much about. Cryo hops are a, you know, a, a byproduct of just regular hop pellets which is how they process hops. It kind of looks like rabbit food. Sure. And um, essentially, I'm not sure if they do it as a powder before it's pelletized, but they use, um, I believe, CO2 or nitrogen, some kind of cold gas extraction. Nice. This is a fast and furious kind style. kind of like emphasize <clears throat> certain um, oils and... Um, uh, beta acids mm -hmm. that are more contributed to aromatics and um, aroma and flavor than bitterness. Okay. So like alpha acids are your bitter, mm -hmm. um, bitter acids. The um, the oils, linalool, carophyllene, myrcene are three of the big ones. Um, all those hop oils and beta acids um, contribute more to um, flavor and aroma. Yeah, flavor and aroma. So it. It's essentially a concentrated. Um, if you can think about, it's it's not a dab. It's not an oil, um, but like, if you can think about like random cannabis products that are more concentrated on oils and mm -hmm. things like that, it's kind of similar, just a different medium for for hops. Yeah, makes where, sense. Yeah, there, there's, there's less green matter, so we get better yields too. That's a kind of like a byproduct. Yeah. So it's it's um. It's a really cool hot product to play with, um, just on the on, on the brewing side, and, and then also uh, it, it is more expensive to brew with that product, but we we get uh, increased yields and I think increased flavor and just like depth of character. Are you guys using that in a lot of your beers now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll often oftentimes blend, mm -hmm. so we'll use pellets and that, and what that'll do is there are some 
a lot of the more specialty varieties they're not making into cryo. Or Lupomax is another new one, which is essentially mm -hmm. another new, another company's version of cryo. But I mean, what you're getting is just more concentrated oils. So, and like other half is a brewery that has kind of pioneered this method of like blending full-scale hop usage with that layered on top. Yeah. So you get kind of the same mediocre yields, but you're able to fit a lot more hot product into yeah, it. Sure. If that makes sense. Another yeah. component of it too is uh so they they remove about half of the the leaf material, so there's actually um less uh, polyphenols in suspension uh with the, with those hops and that it it kind of you can get put more hop aroma and flavor in there without having that kind of a tannic um component to it that that kind grassy. of yeah. that grassy uh, mouth puckering kind of uh acid bitter bitterness basically you can kind of still get more aroma and punch without the without the cram cram more hops <laughs> yeah because what's the benefit i know there's a benefit to using whole cone as opposed to pellets it's like sierra predominantly just they only use whole cone mm -hmm. for stuff and they take like a, a lot of pride in that yeah. So with there's not though. I mean, you don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, I mean they preached that it's, for it's more of a pretty romantic, hard. Yeah. A romantic thing. In terms of actual hop usage and flavor and yield, um, you think pellets are just as good? I think they're better. Okay. It, it's it's just more concentrated. What are you after? Are you after these oils or plant matter? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't work. I there mean, like, I don't give a shit. I don't work. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it is a romantic thing to use whole cone hops. Yeah. Okay. I think I might agree with with Chris on that. I think that some of the new hot products coming out, you know, definitely yield a superior product. Though there is something just romantic and traditional about using whole cone hops and uh, well, hops are romantic in general. Yeah, and, I and, love and, walking and through a hop field. Props to Sierra Nevada, and I know uh, a Victory Brewing Company uses uh, whole cone hops as well. I don't know if they still do, but I know that they used to. Prima Pils is all whole cone. Yeah, yeah. It's the first craft beer I ever had. It's yeah. so good. Oh, it's still oh, one of the best and, American pilsers out there. And I, uh, you know, much much applause to. Uh, Sierra Nevada, uh, not just because I'm repping all their sure. You're a fanboy right now. But yeah, I think you know every pint of craft beer in America is a tribute to Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and yeah. I think like anybody who's brewing anything today in the craft beer scene just has to remember that. So that's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking, I know you love Pale Ale and you love a lot of the stuff that Sierra does, but we talked about some shitty beers that those shitty quote unquote. Uh, light lager style beers that people enjoy. Like old you're an style. old style man. Old style, baby. Go Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. All right, so I'm, I went to UB as well. So I'm from, I've lived in Buffalo for like five years, so definitely up in the Bills. Fucking yeah. Uh, I have Josh Allen on my fantasy team, so. <laughs> Everybody's got cool. Josh Allen on their He's killing it. Team. <laughs> Evan and Jordan, what are your favorite cheap beers? Uh, cheap beer that I can't get here. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm in love with August Shell brewery in minnesota new yeah. all minnesota uh they don't distribute here but they have a contract brand called grain belt and it is kick-ass it's really solid it's all it's not all malt but it's a very really crushable light lager was that like when you were 18 started drinking those or what uh those are i've, I've had to like kind of 
I've had to wheel and deal in the beer trade uh, sphere to, to get August like Shell Brewery. To get it now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're, when people think of the trade market, it's not usually that. Yeah, right? yeah. You want some rolling? I'll get you some rolling rock, right? <laughs> I, I do, I do, oh, I do really <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Banquet, though. Where's Banquet? It's, you know, local. You know, it's got a pretty high percentage of grain, so. Have you ever had extra gold? Extra gold? It's like the level down from, yeah. like, Banquet or Coors Light. Or level like, up, depending good. on how you feel about it. Oh, I mean, the price point is definitely leveled up. The quality, not not as much, but it's extra. I'm an extra gold guy. That's my go-to for, like, cheap, <laughs> shitty beers, for sure. Oh, I love nice. it. Nice. Jordan, what's your go-to? Uh, I was gonna. You, you guys stole my answers. Uh, uh, Rolling Rock Extra Pale Ale. No, really, yeah, it was yeah. Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's like a cla- you know, it's got that classic shitty green bottle. Uh, it's just like a camping beer. It's great. Um, and then yeah, of course Banquet because it's it's local up here. Yeah, and you guys both brew with the same water, so that's right. It's that's Rocky right. Mountain, Rocky Mountain they're, Fresh. They're, that's right. They're, they're downstream from us. We they got brew with water. our water. <laughs> they, brew, yeah, they, they use with our, they brew with our wastewater. Yeah. That's right. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> We had, uh, I grew to love Rolling Rock in college because there was a bar down the street from my house that once a year they would have a day where they gave away a card for one free Rolling Rock every day for a year for the first hundred customers that showed up there. So broke college kid, literally every day on my way home from my internship that summer, I would have a Rolling Rock at the end of the fucking day. Yeah. It was fun. I don't know. I made my my hipster mainstream joke earlier, but uh, uh, PBR is also classic. And he's the sacrifice this year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. Hey, you want to get into some? We've we've talked yeah, up yeah. these guys enough. Do you want to yeah, lock them down a lot? Let them learn a lesson here. <laughs> <laughs> for what it's worth, though, we had a lot of trouble finding any bad reviews for you guys. You're very well received, and you even said something about that when um, you guys had to shut down the tap room a little bit. I'd love to hear you just uh, actually say something really quick about like. You guys have been affected by a lot this year. You know, not only just COVID, but with the forest fires up here and your to-go business, you said kicked ass and, and rocked. Like, is there anything you want to say about that? Well, I mean, the the fact that we're doing rotating cans, the fact that we are bringing something I would say new and fresh, exciting each week, people responded to it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go for a drive, you know. I mean, at the same time, the last time they did the shutdown was late spring into summer. So now we're moving into winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm confident we will be. Um, with some sort of Eldora opening, you know, like, but really, it's all up in in the air for. Well, you can only take yeah. it day by day, but I, I only I brought that up mostly because you had said that you had a booming success with the to-go stuff when that was the only thing that was available. And to me, that speaks volumes not only about the quality, but just the people and how you guys are received in the community before shit went down. Absolutely. Like, it wasn't like all of a sudden you guys were dead and then the shutdown happened and you got really busy, right? It's like, no, people love this place, and you can see that in the reviews. We have um, a lot of locals, too. Yeah. Like, you know, um, bringing something new to Netherland is not easy. Netherlands, there's a reason why there's no McDonald's up here. Right. People um, have been here for decades and decades. Decades and decades, and there's really nothing corporate. The most corporate thing here is an Ace, and Ace is also a franchise company, so mm-hmm. it's locally owned. Sure. It's the helpful um, hardware store. Like, it's, it's, we have like a 
major bank, but they're not major. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like we have like a grocery store, but they're locally owned. It's it's just the spirit of Netherland. I mean, it's um, kind of this weird beatnik town, and it's um, always brought those kind of people here. They fought hard to keep those sorts of yeah. serious corporate entities out of here. Well, that's the charm of it, too. That's a lot of the charm of Netherland. Like, yeah, this place has the weirdest, <clears throat> like, the best and the strangest mountain hippie vibe of, like, any of the small ski, like, ski towns, if you will, quote-unquote, you know? It's not overdeveloped at all, speaking Even Eldora is, like, its own, like, unique little resort, too. Like, yeah. But you they, get this strange breed of mountain lane. hippie up here. That's oh, like really? great. There, there, are, there are changes. They were purchased by the same people who own Copper and Killington and this. And they've made awesome advancements. Cool. They've invested a lot of money into a high-speed lift, all this. I mean, the other side of that is some increased traffic on the weekends. Of course. I mean. But that'll help you guys out. It'll help us out. I mean, ultimately it helps all the businesses out around yeah. here. Yeah, especially I the mean, Ace hardware. But, you know, <laughs> really, we support the those corporate, yeah. those corporate yeah, fat cats that. over at Ace Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can definitely support Ace Hardware. Well, Before sure, we, we got just... our own, that's where I bought all my Dots pretzels. That's right. <laughs> that's right. They're great pretzels. It's awesome. Had them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I will say we're just extremely humbled on the support and the fact that these people are coming out and buying our cans and trading it and mailing it across the country and. You know, um, it's it means the world. It's a dream come yeah. true on that front. You know, I, I think we're in a time right now where we have to work hard to stay true to the vision, keep it going, and some fun and find some cans. If anybody out there is listening, has like like a half a truckload full of cans, they want to give to us. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit shortage in exchange going on. for yeah. free beer. Hey, uh, we got you on stuff, but... Yeah, and we can get into that if you want to, but I know we're already kind of running long. We want to get to the review stuff, but yeah, I know you guys... Yeah, have it's good to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, when we got here, Chris was having a conversation about how to get cans and all sorts of stuff, and it just seems like every brewery's probably having to deal with that right now. Yeah, everybody's facing kind of the same struggles, yeah. especially with tap rooms closing, right? Like, you got to figure out different ways to get the beer out of tanks and into people's hands, and... If cans aren't readily available, then you got to come up with creative solutions to how to get them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if the tap rooms open again, I think a lot of these places that were really tap room focused will stop distributing the way they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that might open up some of uh, the stuff, but for the time being, it's a little bit of a scramble. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, how much you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) Corey, why don't you go first on this one? Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. All right, so this is an untapped review for Blue Light Rain, which I'm hoping is a Labatt Blue reference. Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, it's a Grateful Dead reference, but it has the word light in it. And yeah. It's right in the middle. So right in the middle. <laughs> I, was just, I was just optimistically thinking it was a blue light deal. It's my favorite crappy beer, if you will. All right, so do me a favor. And this actually isn't even a bad rating. Uh, I actually just thought that it was fun to see where this guy's night turned out. So uh, go ahead, read the rating, and then what it says. Second drink. 
One-fifth of the way sloshed. <laughs> one-fifth. This is just one-fifth. This guy has his drunkenness so well calibrated that he knows exactly how many it's going to take to get to sloshed. That's the equivalent of blowing a point two zero. <laughs> you got Randy L. commenting on his untapped. Slosh it, baby. Slosh it, baby. And the rating was a 4.25. Not a bad rating. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. That's a good rating. Yeah. Well, how many beers does it usually take for you guys? Is to slosh it up. Mm. About one fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one fifth of a beer. <laughs> I have a uh, I have uh, one review tonight. Most of your reviews are glowing. There's not a ton of reviews out there, but this one I had to pick because it is a saga. We have an original post, a response from the owner, and then a response back from the original poster. So, not give us the footnotes as best you can. Shut up, Corey. <laughs> well, because these guys know which one we're talking about, and I'd love to talk about I, that I more. I oh, you will as soon I'm, as we I'm, talk about well, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, the yeah. listeners don't want to hear the whole review either. Amy E., one star. Amy E. says one star. And this is, I'll start with the original post. Liars! <laughs> <laughs> we visited recently and ordered a total of four 16-ounce beers. All four beers were served with the same kind of glass. Didn't seem like 16 ounces, so we asked the bartender if we could purchase one of the glasses. He said sure and take it $8 cash for it. We took it home and measured it, filled it with water. <laughs> the result, 13 ounces. We took it home and this place is lying to its customer. <laughs> First of all, do you guys want to defend your honor at this point, or do you want to wait for the review to be over? Well, just wait for my response. <laughs> in, addition to, in addition to this argument, we also have another deception. <laughs> there is a self-serve water station, an empty Eldorado Springs, in parentheses Colorado, five-gallon water jug stood upside down in a crockery base. But the water in its base wasn't El Dorado Springs, which is the lovely <laughs> springs water that we've had many times elsewhere. It was chlorinated like Netherlands city water. Boo! <laughs> so, Chris, this is how you responded. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for checking out our spot. Your hilarious review really made our day here at Knotted Root. Great response. Here's the link to the 16-ounce pint glasses we use. There are, pl there are plenty standard in the industry. We've also tested the water, and lo and behold, it was 16 ounces. Just as advertised. Wow. <laughs> we really do hope Fuck you yeah. come see us again. We love good reading material and elite Yelp reviewers. Hope you, <laughs> hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving with your new 16-ounce knotted root pint class. Yeah. Roast. Yeah, she left for the gift. Did she pay she for, for it? Did she pay for the pint glass? Yeah, she said she paid eight dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Karen got her fifteen ounce, or sixteen ounce pint glass for sure. How well, how do you uh, want to respond to some of these accusations? I mean, that's quite the claim. Thirteen ounces. I mean, we dug deep for a day, I think. So we like looked at her Yelp page. I think she like reviewed like some like random government agency as like one oh, star. Shit. She reviewed like this coffee place in here is one star she's a tyrant she has all she just likes one star to... reviews she just goes around she's the most elite Yelp reviewer in Netherlands and lives a joyless life clearly she's only going to one star establishments yeah I mean I don't know I just we, we went on a little thing she's got some funny just if if you have a, a little bit of time I don't know in the toilet or oh yeah there's, there's some Yelp reviews but big bad breakfast two stars well, Elf what's Grill, her name again two stars Amy E Amy E on Yelp yeah go haunt her three stars for the San Diego Museum of Art 
something like that. The art was uh, decent. (laughs) So in in her defense, though, you know, we did recognize that we have a a water stand that is not actually El Dorado Springs water. And so we have since crossed out the, the El Dorado and said it's it's not. We just wrote not. Yeah, wrote not. Not. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Now it's no. transparency. Yeah. You did, to be fair, you missed an opportunity uh, to advertise yourselves by not spelling it K-N-O-T. But uh, you, you yeah, spelled it you N-O-T. You, you can always add it in later. You know, that's, you can add the K. Yeah. yeah. I'll be easy. Yeah, Amy. Uh, so we do have a, a, a follow-up from her saying, regarding the establishment's response, we have one of the 13-ounce glasses in which we serve 16-ounce beers. We are very happy to provide that glass to the Colorado Attorney General's office. Or She's to going any to the other state. state. Wow. Yeah. Uh, nice. so. She's got him on speed dial, and he has her in, her, in his phone as do not answer. Yeah. If, you, if you actually look at her reviews, so many of her responses to these other people who are like, I'm going to take it to the state. I'm going to take it to the state. That's her just yeah. go-to? I'm going to take it to the state. And it's Represented just... by Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just tucking in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> as he draws Sharpie on the side of his face. <laughs> Starts running down as soon as he sweats. Sweating out Gatorade shit. <laughs> right, this one is from Alicia B. for Nicely Rooted. Uh, kind of on the side. I'm sorry, I, I have to interrupt you. She, she gave a Waffle House four stars. Waffle House four stars. I mean, Waffle House is I, I don't fucking great. Not in, yeah, not in solid, Colorado. That's a solid review. Not yeah. in Colorado. You got to go down south. I'll stand. I'll die on that hill. Colorado Waffle Houses suck. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> End rant. End rant. <laughs> Nicely rooted. Three point five stars on Untapped. Kind of on the soapy side, but well balanced. So what I didn't understand was it an appropriate amount of soap. Yes. That you put in there? I know you guys use all all kinds of adjuncts in your beers. Irish Spring. Yeah, what's your soap of (laughs) preference? If you're going to have to put bars. Yeah, Irish Spring and and then dial at Whirlpool. (laughs) (laughs) We bitter with Irish Spring and Whirlpool. Definitely. Because it gets more into the beer, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. what do you, like, when somebody does get, like, a soapy flavor in a beer, what does that usually even come from? Because I have heard that before with, like, as being an off flavor. Are you guys familiar with that at all or no? Um, we do have a, a high magnesium content in our water up here, though. So, so it's a little bit of high, higher, like, gives it a little bit of a chalkiness to it sometimes. So, some, so for somebody that's just, like, chewing on bars of soap in their free time, they're just like, <laughs> I know this taste. <laughs> I would, I'm interested in Evan's magnesium theory. Okay. So you're going to have to tell me that a little bit more. All right. Um, but I think, you know, like cilantro, there's some sort of genetic predisposition for... Oh, yeah, that's right. I think in some level, there is something called a super taster. And Mm -hmm. in some cases, these people who have these like really profound, it's not like one way or the other, like for each person can be different. Like you can have a super taste in a certain compound Mm -hmm. where certain oils that are prevalent in hops could produce a soapy-like content. So it's very possible she just has some kind of strange taste buds that emphasize that kind of oil in that way. It's like, kind of like cilantro mm. for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good it's like, joke, Steve. 
<laughs> I just came back from the. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> I came back from the bathroom. I missed it all. Well, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, just do like that how, a lot. Uh, how some people are like really divided with Simcoe hops. Like some people, you know, it's got really great tropical notes and a lot of grapefruit character. And then some people are just like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a litter box. It's just yeah, okay. cat pee. Super um, tasters, like so, elite, elite or it's yelpers. It's kind of like cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great joke, Chris. Great what joke, did I man. miss? Oh no! What happened? He said cilantro. That's what we were talking about. Well, I was you were like, the, oh, was you mean like? Bath- yeah, I was in the bathroom. I came back from the. Ba- that's the joke. Oh you God! Didn't get it. I quit comedy. All right, we got one more, and this mostly <laughs> has to do with the label that you guys made, and that the guy wasn't wasn't impressed with it. So, do uh, here, Jordan, why don't you take this one? Just read the name of the beer, and then read the review. All right, so this is Blue Light Rain. Um, it's our, our unfiltered German Pilsner. Uh, we got a 2.5 star. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so this, this beer label has uh, David Hasselhoff on it. Classic. Um, classic Hoff. <laughs> and this guy says, something with the Hoff on it should taste better. Ooh, <laughs> shots fired. That's shots fired, yeah. Yeah, man. So wait a minute. Why did you guys disparage the Hoff this way? You didn't make a great beer with the Hoff on it? I'll, yeah, he's I'll very hand popular. I'll hand this off to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought the beer is great. I'd like to give it to the Hoff to see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. mail him some? The, yeah, the Hoff will be crying in his bathtub about how good yeah. this is. <laughs> You'll see him drinking it. He'll dunk a burger while he's laying on the floor <laughs> drunk. Now, why, why why the Hoff on that beer? Is that also an homage to something else, like, other, like a Grateful Dead thing or a fish thing? Well, the name of the beer is Blue Eye Rain, which right. is Grateful Dead. But yeah. It's a German Pilsner, so Hasselhoff. You just thought the Hoff would go on it. it. I don't know. Like in that second, like I was just like, oh, why don't we just put David Hasselhoff? And we're like, cool. And we did it. Yeah, this is so what I'm talking about. When, when I get in the morning and Chris has this idea for like, this is what we're doing. Like, I was like, <laughs> you're like, fine. Oh, all right, man. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and our favorite Lantern Porter has the Angry Beavers on it. It does have the Angry Beavers on it. Yeah. Oh, one of the best. Hellas Lager has Christopher Walken. There's. And, and and as much as I'm, I don't understand. You know, I'll, I'll sometimes I work the bars on the weekend, and you know we have people come in, and they're like, "Hey, uh, I want that Hoff beer," and so it's like, "All right, you, here it is, man. here it is." I mean, for what it's worth, they got four basically four stars on Untapped, yeah, so you just have, yeah. you can't please everybody. It's pretty good for a lager. Yeah, yeah. lagers. I mean, Beardstadt Slowport Pills is one of my favorite Ooh. lagers in the state, yeah, yeah. if one not of the, the country. And um, I don't think it's much higher or even maybe even lower than that one because it has a lot more reviews. I mean, people just generally do not review loggers super highly. Yeah, I mean, they're just not very popular on rating sites, essentially. But I mean, something with the hop should taste better. (laughs) We can do better. (laughs) We can all do better. Uh, Cool. Well, before we get out of here, is there anything you guys want to like promo or just announce before before you all take off? Purple paste is delicious. Yeah, the beers it's are so fantastic. Good. Like I should that, say that that like, just came out. It's very very good. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll go ahead and plug that for you guys. <laughs> yeah. New release. Well, it seems like we just had good conversation. We didn't necessarily do to get to featured beer, but purple paste is the first in our um, unfiltered imperial fruit goza series. So keep an eye out for more of. Um, Tell us, tell, tell me more about everything you just said. So, I mean, Imperial Goza, usually those two things don't go together. Those are typically lower ABV. So are you actually adding salt to the yes. beer to give it? Okay. This is the one you didn't over salt by chance? 
Not <laughs> It's actually perfect, perfect, perfect amount. Yeah. yeah, rightly salted. So why Imperial Goza? Like, why? What? What is the salt contributing in there? And like, why? Why even feel like you need to call it a Goza? Um, well, in that sense, we're trying to like the goo. The goo is a Berliner Weiss. Yeah. So like the whole reason like for us fruiting the the goo the way we did was kind of imagining the syrups in Germany. Mm-hmm. So the the Reinhold's Kabolt. <laughs> I didn't pronounce as good as Dr. J over here. He has a nail in it. Um, they would make this base beer and then add these syrups because they couldn't make the beer with that. Sure. Um, I think that's almost like, you know, a little antiquated. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe in Germany you can make this base Berliner Weiss add a little fruit to it. It might, make, might taste better than that syrup mm-hmm. or provide a little bit more of a cohesive kind of beer but like um with this we wanted to take our goo series and that approach and amplify it so there's more fruit more vanilla in some cases there will be more milk sugar um much more protein malt so it has a much richer body okay um and just more of everything. Yeah. This the paste is never going to be dry hopped. Um, the paste will focus more on. We have forty pounds of Lucky Charms marshmallows on the back. Yeah, I saw you guys post about that the other day. For our next paste. <laughs> um, so like, you know, we're gonna get a little bit more on the the candy weird side, but at the same time. I don't know. Try to approach it with some sort of semblance of balance. What are you trying to get out of the Lucky Charms marshmallows that you wouldn't just get out of regular marshmallows? Magically delicious. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And how often can people expect to see a new release from the series? Um, once or twice a month, every three weeks or so. Okay, that often. Great. Once a month, maybe. Cool. Somewhere in there between twice a month and once a month. All right, Are you so going to list all these separate ingredients on the uh, Lucky Charms one? You know, heart stars, horseshoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a good idea. We have a <laughs> That's all we got. It may or may not be called Lucky Paste. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, really, this is the goo features artwork from a local artist, Brittany Griggs. Um, so everyone can check up her out. Up here in Netherlands? She's up here in Netherlands. All nice. of our artists are in Netherlands. So BFG Artistry on Instagram. And then our other artist for most of our IPAs is um, the real Jessica Kane. And then our graphic designer, who's Jordan's awesome roommate, is um, Casey Pyle, Humor and Grace, or Casey Made on Instagram. But this is, I would say, the most singular expression of not at root because Casey made the label she's just pure us and I came up to her and said I'm imagining kind of like a very simple color and spilling paint but I want the paint to be metallic cool. and within a day I had this design cool. and it's actually kind of tricky to do that with the paint yeah. and all that so um, because of that and just the expression I think the consumer does want more. And the goo, everyone tells us the goo is so rich and diverse and all this, but they also say, and it's balanced, it's beer. This, we want that too, but it's like on the edge of beer and the other thing. Just something else entirely. It yeah. is, it's paste. 
Yeah. So uh, that's what it is. It seems like the best place to kind of call it. Uh, thank you guys so much for having us here. Yeah, uh, like I said, you guys were super fun, and we love just being able to come up here and hang out in your little cabin in the woods, so to speak. Uh, Steve, anything you got to plug before we get out of here? Go Chuckle Puckers. Go Chuckle Puckers. Go Bills. Uh, go Bills. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.